0: Hello, and welcome to Meet Him, the newest addition to Virtual Inforum. My name is Terry Barclay, and I'm president and CEO of Inforum, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity in business leadership. The Meet Him podcast series introduces listeners to male leaders who share what they've learned about the value of diverse leadership in their companies and in their own leadership journeys. And I am just so thrilled that joining me today is Jim Farley, Chief Operating Officer of Ford Motor Company. Working directly with CEO Jim Hackett, Jim oversees all of Ford's global markets and operations, including smart mobility, autonomous vehicles, and artificial intelligence. He has been at the center of strategy and innovation at Ford for some time. So that's the formal introduction. And here are a few things you may not know about Jim. Jim is also a fanatical car buff and race car driver. And I've heard that his idea of unwinding is getting out on the racetrack. We're going to have to talk about that, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Good. He's he's also the father of three, including two daughters. And those who work with him tell me, that he is truly a humble leader with a deep personal commitment to inclusion and diversity, especially for women. Maybe we'll learn if his daughters were an influence in that regard. Welcome, Jim, and thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Terry, it's a pleasure to be with you.
0: So so we'll just jump right in. What are some of the ways that men can be good allies to women?
1: Well, first of all, of all to speak up and take action. In our industry, the, the automotive industry, you know, this has been a, a huge opportunity for us. And as leaders, it's our responsibility to really take action and to speak up on behalf of the shortfall and opportunities that we need to, to pursue. The second is to coach and teach. It's just very important. And most of all, to lead by example, to treat women equally which is something that um, I see still today is an issue in our industry.
0: Those are really great points and, and simple things, but probably always there are challenges, you know, in the day-to-day and act, actually executing on those things. How do you encourage your team to think strategically about gender balance?
1: Well, first the the market dynamics and the impact on our economy is just so fundamental that uh, the most important thing is to just go back to the economic reality, uh, especially in our industry. You know, women are the most influential group of customers for us. Uh, Many women now are sole breadwinners for their families. In 2019, you know, it's easy to see the college-educated labor force is now uh, women outnumber men, and it's just a, a fact—a fact of our consumer base that women are, you know, the real driving force for our industry. That's one thing. We need to to make better decisions, and that that requires us to reflect our consumer base, and also to aspire to be a great employer. I mean, we're all fighting for the best capital and we wanna be a company of choice and a brand of choice.
0: Are you seeing with a global market, your your global experience is just incredible. You've lived and worked in so many countries. Are you, are you seeing the rise of women as consumers um, and employees in those countries as well?
1: Absolutely. Uh, it 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 it's irregardless of country. It doesn't matter if it's India or China or North America or South Africa, um, the Middle East. Um, you know, this is just this is just our consumer base now, and um, it's not something that could happen or will happen, or it has already happened in the past.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, in in your incredible career you've had the opportunity to see lots of leaders in action is there one characteristic that you believe every leader should possess
1: what a great question yeah, I guess a common theme has been the passion for whatever business they're in and that passion can come from a lot of different places you know at Ford, it could be it's an international brand or you know it's a people brand it's um, other places, it could be, you know, deep passion for the product. Um, but I guess for me as a leader, uh, that's the common theme. When I look at my own career, uh, it's definitely the thread. You know, I've always loved not just the product, but more the, when customers get excited about a new product or a new feature uh, in transportation. I have no idea why. <laughs> but it's been such a passion throughout my whole life, even my spare time. And boy, you know, we all have tough days. It gets me through the tough days. It gets me through even the politics of a big company because I'm so in love with what I'm doing. And I see that as a common theme over and over and over throughout different industries.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to talk about that unwinding <laughs> by being on the racetrack thing. I mean, you know. <laughs> I, one time in, in uh, I had the wonderful opportunity to go out on the track um, and do a hot lap with a professional race car driver uh, mm. at the helm. And I don't know, Jim. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think it, it's like most things, um, you know, when you when you concentrate really hard because you have to, everything else kind of falls away. And once you get past the drama of it all and racing with other people, um, you know, it's very relaxing actually. And um, because you, you have no choice but to fully concentrate on what you're doing and there's no distractions. And the other thing is you're surrounded with people who like to do the same thing. And, and also to me, it's extremely humbling because no one, once you put that helmet on, no one really cares where you're <laughs> from, what your job is. We're all the same.
0: Yeah. No, I think you hit the nail on the head, you know, anything that requires total concentration, you realize how uh afterwards how much stress we have because we always have multiple threads, it seems, going through our heads mm-hmm. at the same time. And so exactly. that ability to focus is really uh ultimately a stress reducer. Uh yeah. but I had to I had to tease you about it a little bit. That's good. That's good. So you've kind of been talking about this, but is there a key trader skill that has helped you get where you are?
1: You know, just a couple things I'd mention. First of all, it's my family, my relationships. That's the strength in my life, especially uh, my wife. I I think the other is that I'm very loyal to my mentors and and allies, not in the sense of uh, politically. It just, I believe deeply in experience. And, and so I go back to my mentors 30, 40 years into my career now, even if many of them are retired actually, which gives them a freedom to give you insights that you don't get when, you know, you're actively working. And so I'm very loyal, um, in the sense of I continue to rely on those relationships and they continue to mature. I I'm very fortunate, frankly, uh, I found people I try to surround myself with people who are very honest and give me real feedback as much as possible. And that's incredibly humbling. There are days when I feel like I'm getting it right. And then I'll have a conversation and go, Oh boy. And that sense of, uh, transparency and feedback to me is something that I really count on, and I like being around people that are different than me, and and th- and that never hesitate to give me uh, the kind of insight in the business or feedback on my own performance that's unfiltered. And I never stop learning. I I just have always been believe that put yourself in as many awkward positions as you can, uh-huh. awkward because you're learning and you know that in itself is rewarding and i'd say it's those three things
0: is you know if you don't mind if i could just ask a follow-up question you know the old adage is the higher you are in a company sometimes the less likely people are to tell you the Mm -hmm. truth um how you you know and i've heard such great stories i i hear you 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 like to go down and, and eat, uh, share meals with people at the company you may not have met You know, in the cafeteria, yep. as, you're as likely to be there as you are to be in the executive dining room. So how, are there any pieces of advice or tips that you would give people who want to encourage that kind of feedback?
1: Well, thank you. I'm really glad you asked that question because we don't talk enough about leaders, uh, as leaders, about this predicament uh, between efficiency and and seeking feedback. I do try to put myself, uh, with the limited time we have, in, in situations where I really can hear what's on the mind of our employees, unfiltered. And I find the cafeteria to be, you know, a great place. Um, I mean, there's really no filter. In fact. At least half the time, they don't even know who I am. So I'll leave, I'll leave the twelfth floor, and everyone's so reverent of the, my position. And I'll get down to the cafeteria, and you know, because a lot of times it's agency or people that are visiting the company from outside, and they they just don't know, which I love. Um, but also, um, I guess my especially my mom. I was very close to my mom, and she. Always instilled a sense of uh responsibility relative to everyone to getting everyone's feedback, so you know i I think that's something I've always carried in my life I'm good with the stress I'm good with the conflict I'm good with people saying you know I think we need to do more here and there and i I think we need to be more comfortable in uh with that tension as leaders. The other thing is that I purposely try to surround myself with people who are different than myself, who express themselves differently, see problems differently. Uh, and I try to encourage and reward them for being really transparent with me. And I, I at first that was maybe unnatural. It felt awkward, mm-hmm. but now I know how important it is. And the more responsibility I get that I know how, that it's actually more important
0: you know really thank you for sharing that uh, and and talking about that topic because it's so important and you know something that we all i know i feel like it's something that i have to keep working on just i think that genuine curiosity to learn and invite in those different viewpoints is just so important to leadership so one final question do you have a favorite quote you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, I guess it would be uh, a Peggy Noonan of the Wall Street Journal. It's on the topic we just talked about, which is, I think she said something like, "Candor is a compliment; and applies, uh, it implies equality, and it's how true friends talk." Uh, you know, for us, for us, I'm I'm in my late fifties, and you know, I've lost children. I've, I've been through a lot, uh, like we all do. And um, I've been humbled by life. And I have a few friends. And we talk very, we don't have to think about, you know, candor, because it's just, you know, what true friends are. But boy, candor is such important uh, part of my journey as a leader. And I loved her quote that it's a compliment.
0: I can really see why with you in your role you're just contributing so very much to Ford being a place that people want to be and want to be part of the team. So thank you so so much for joining me today Jim. Thank you.
1: It's it's my treat to be part of this broadcast.
0: Well that wraps up our podcast. Please come back to informmichigan.org for more opportunities to meet him and also meet her, a podcast series featuring women of accomplishment, sharing their experiences and insights on leadership. And while you're there, check out other virtual inform components, including a growing library of video tips, virtual leadership development programming, and even a series of virtual events. Thank you.